And, um, you know, a lot of, you know, professionals vouch for me, like, you know, if she can just get in, if she can get that one push, if she can just get in the doors, then it's fine. She'll be going. It's off to the races type cool. thing. Um, and so, again, things that in less than 30 days, um, I bought that equipment. Um, I got that lease signed over. Um, I got approved for that loan. Um, you know, they closed for business September 4th. I got the keys to the property October 1st. Six weeks later, I opened the week wow. before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, Crazy. things don't happen. There's no such thing as second generation bakers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, everything fell into place. It was everything fell be. into place. Wow. wow. That is just everything so fell cool. into place. So cool. San Antonio Restaurants has created an ultimate foodie cruise taking place February 2024 on the magnificent Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady cruise ship out of Miami. We have partnered with the Tiki Travel Planner LLC for all the logistics, and they have some huge discounts just for us. The link to the foodie cruise is on the San Antonio Restaurant's Facebook page or message Alan directly. Hey guys, welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes. We are the official podcast, the only podcast of San Antonio restaurants. I'm Alan Williams and... and I am Susie Lafredo and we are here at the beautiful Peachtree Rose Marketing Studio. Have to give them a shout out because this is a fantastic studio. They have been so amazing to us, a great group of people and really the studio is absolutely gorgeous. It has everything you'd want. If you were to do a podcast, it has the recording, has the microphones, the headphones, it has a big uh, bowl of mints and a bowl of, of chocolate, although the chocolate's almost empty, so we got to get after them about that. <laughs> but and they actually have two good. studios. They have yes. another that's for two people. So anyway, if you're out there and you're looking for these types of services, reach out to Peachtree Rose Marketing, and I mean, they can help you out. Yeah, I believe that you can you can rent it by the month. You know, if you want to have a continual podcast or you just want it for one time, it's there for you. Absolutely. So just contact, look them up and check it out. Yep. All right. Our guest today is... Jen Reisman. Jen is the pastry chef, the brains, and the artist behind Rooster Crow Bakery at 4421 Days of Valor Road. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you. Now, uh, I love bakery things, and so when I go into Rooster Crow, I'm a happy boy. Uh, see all the good stuff that you have in there. But we want to learn all about Rooster Crow Bakery. You've been there, what, about a year now? I just hit my—I'm about to hit my first year. We officially opened for business the week before Thanksgiving last year. Mm. So I just—I'm right there. I'm just about to hit that first, you know, birthday mark. And yeah, it, it went fast, and it was, uh, it was pretty intense, and um, uh... we made it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll get into this more later, but I would imagine the Thanksgiving time, this time of year is your your time, isn't it? That's right. when people are really buying a lot of pies and breads and all the good stuff. Right, right. Yeah. This is the, you know, this is our money-making time. Like this is what, you know, kind of, you know, it's our last, it's our last cash grab. It's our last, you know, opportunity to make that big financial boost at the end of the year type mm -hmm. thing. And kind of gets us through a slower winter in January. And then, you know, it's back to business. You know, once February hits, it's Valentine's Day, March is coming, you know, Fiesta's coming, mm -hmm. Easter's coming, Mother's, you know, and then, you know, the cycle, the calendar starts all over again. Yeah. 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 So, Chef, you have really, I mean, you've made a name for yourself um, here in San Antonio, and you've only been here. I mean, well, I say only, but you've been here since about 2015. Is that when it was? Yeah. Yeah. I moved here in 2015 for work. Um, I was part of the opening team for Hotel Emma, 
And, you know, I've, I've always loved San Antonio. It's I lived here in 2009 and 2010 as well, also baking. And, uh, you know, I, I, every time I would move away from San Antonio, I was always coming back to visit, always coming back to eat tacos or to, you know, do whatever <laughs> it was. You know, I, I kept finding reasons to come back. And so in 2015, I, you know, when I had the opportunity to come back for real, you know, not just for tacos and visiting, um, but to be a part of the opening project for Hotel Emma, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I loved what you said earlier. We were chatting a little bit earlier, and I loved when you said, you know, yeah, I love it here in San Antonio to the point that I, you know, opened a bakery here. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I mean, I love it so much. I, you know, I signed a long lease. I opened, you know, my first bakery and yeah. uh, probably many more to come type thing. But it's, you know, San Antonio's home base. Yeah, wow, that, that is so cool. Well, Jen, let's let's learn all about you. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Where were you born? All that good stuff. Uh, you know, I was born in Richardson, Texas. Um, I grew up uh, kind of outside the Rockwell DFW area. Okay. Um, you know, typical small town yeah, things. You know, yeah, nothing yeah, really yeah. at Richardson's the time. Richardson's not you know, so small anymore. It's not but, small yeah. anymore. You know, um, but uh, you know, I mean, I I grew up off of a off of a gravel road. You know. The majority of my childhood and into my teens, you know, I lived off gravel roads and dirt roads and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, after after high school, I immediately went into a pastry and baking technical program. Oh, so you Lo- already knew that's what you wanted to do? I already knew. Wow. I knew How did you know? What, what made yeah, you I, I actually had that as a question to ask you, too. I was so interested to know what, you know, what led you to, um, you know, how did you know that was your passion? K-E-R-A. Um, the, uh, the, the broad, I think they're a broadcasting channel or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so as a child, I, you know, I, I really wouldn't watch TV, but I loved watching cooking shows. And so I just, you know, um, I just watched all the cooking shows and I loved it. And at the time, you know, this is before the food network and, you know, before Google and all those things. So I didn't know what a pastry chef was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always the most interested, like, you know, at the very end of the cooking segments, they, you know, teach you how to make a dessert type thing. And at that time, I mean, there was a show called The uh, the Dessert Circus that okay. I was obsessed with. Uh-huh. And I should look them up, look them up again. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, so as a little girl. You probably just, pick them apart now and say, right you can't now. do that. They, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, I think it was like kind of quirky and they had like little cartoon things like over stuff and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I always loved to cook. I always knew that I wanted to be a chef as a little girl. And... Um, as I got older and realized what pastry chef, I just, I was always a little fat kid. So I was like, oh, that's why I like all the cakes. And that's why I'm more interested at the end of the segment, you know, when they, you know, teach you how to make desserts. Um, but I always knew as a kid that I wanted to cook. I used to put on my own little cooking classes, my own little cooking shows oh, to my cool. stuffed animals. Aww, I, I, I was it. in it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, you know, I'm going to be a chef. I'm going to be a chef. Yeah. And then I got, as I got older, I was like, oh, like I'm going to be a pastry chef. You know, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and, you know, right after high school, I went into a baking and pastry technical program in Little Rock. And, you know, from there, I, I never stopped. Yeah, you know? that's so cool. You know, so many people do not know for so long, you know, what their passion is and what they want to do. It's so cool that you knew. I mean, yeah. you to know. So you're, I, I had read that your mom actually owned a restaurant um, mm-hmm. for a while there. So, you know, you kind of had a little bit of that world already in your life. Yeah, the in your culinary life. background. You know, my mom owned a restaurant. Um, my uncle, too, cooked a lot uh, during his life as well. And so there was just, you know, um, cooking was really important to the family, you know. Um, I mean, probably for financial reasons or whatever, but, like, you know, we always cooked at home. And um, probably when I was around, 
11 or 12, like, I took over the the cooking duties. Like, I was the one who cooked dinner every night. Wow. It was so interesting. It was so much fun to me. I was so yeah. interested wow. in it. Wow. At 11, huh? Mm-hmm. That's, wow. That's cool. And I just, you know, went from there. Or, like, you know, my mom, she would get everything and kind of, like, set everything up in the kitchen. She'd be like, okay, like, you know, come take over. You know, like, here's everything you need. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, is your, is your mom still alive? Is no, she she's not. She recently oh. passed uh, end of August. Oh, I'm sorry. But she got to see your success. She got to see it. Yeah, she, you know, got to, you know, support me and, you know, watch my journey from, you know, being a, you know, an apprentice where I wasn't really paid anything to, uh-huh. you know, working my way up and doing, you know, even though I always knew that I was going to be a chef and be a pastry chef, I, was, I wasn't sure which avenue you know, that I would go down, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. I was all very artistic. So I, you know, I love doing wedding cakes and uh, custom work and stuff like that. But, you know, I got really into working into hotels. I love working in boutique hotels. The majority of, you know, my resume, my professional background is working in smaller hotels. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to be wild, like I'm wild, you know, so I, you know, I went and worked in restaurants and I was a pastry plater at night and, you know, got to experience that too. And so there's all different types of ways, you know, that you can go down in the baking and pastry world. You know, you can be a dessert chef and work for a restaurant or you can go work for a hotel and do all types of crazy stuff. Or you can go Mm -hmm. and be a bread baker and, you know, specialize in breads or specialize in lamination or chocolates or candies or, you know, whatever, be a cake decorator. Yeah. I've seen, I I mean, and now of course with your own bakery, you can really just do whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you want. I was looking online and looking at some of your cakes and, um, they're just incredible. Um, you know, just how creative um, that you are able to get with those. Right. It was, you know, like I think, you know, it was just, it was inevitable starting, you know, starting my own company and, opening my own bakery um, because I just, you know, especially like after after probably about year 10 of, you know, doing this type of work, um, you know, a lot of pastry chefs, like they have certain skill sets, you know, like they specialize in this, this, and this, you know, type thing. And, you know, the problem that kind of I ran into was, you know, I did, you know, I super specialized in custom work and wedding cakes and artsy things and then restaurant work plated desserts and hotel work, so banquets and things like that. And, you know, a lot of that's kind of a a mismatched set of skills. Um, And I have a lot of cooking and culinary background, too. Um, You know, so, I mean, I know how to cook a lot of savory foods, and it reflects in my work, and, it you know, it reflected a lot uh, in my work when I was at Hotel Emma. And that's really how, you know, really what kind of, like, boosted and, you know, getting my name out there was, you know, there, you know, there's this random pastry chef that just moved to town and, you know, she's making her own pastrami to put in her own kolaches. Wow. You know, things like <laughs> that or making yeah. making meat pies or doing, you know, all types of savory work. Um, I think I read you had a Carnegie Sada kolache. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, I need to go have this. Yeah, okay, doing well, all types of stuff. That's it for today. We're yeah. going to close it up and <laughs> right. head out. We're going to go get snacks now. That's right, <laughs> exactly. So you said that uh, you went to, the, to your culinary school was in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, why there? How did that end up happening? I, you know, I mean, honestly, it was the, I mean, it also helped too. My, uh, at, my mom had uh, remarried at the time. Um but I mean, I you know at that I at that time I really wanted to go to the Le Cordon Bleu. I think it was in Dallas or Arlington. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to one of those schools. I couldn't. It just wasn't financially possible. You know, I knew it was a bad idea to get a bunch of student debt. Um, but I mean, they wouldn't. They weren't going to give me any anyways. <laughs> you know, type <laughs> thing. And uh, you know, I'm sure, like you know, to my mom saying, you know, she of course she wants her children closer. Um, 
You know, I mean, the I went to a Pulaski Technical College, and it was the cheapest college I could find. It was okay. the, it was the cheapest program mm-hmm. I could find, and I mean, it kind of you know at that time their baking and pastry their culinary program was maybe a couple years old, so they were renting out a PFG showroom show kitchen mm-hmm. to hold these classes. So I mean, I I mean, you know, thankfully, you know, my mom, uh, you know, she you know she covered it and she paid for it. But I want to say after everything was said and done, like less than fifteen thousand. Wow! You know, so very, yeah. very cheap. You yeah. know, I mean, it was a piece of paper. At the end of the day, like I got a piece of paper that, honestly, like you know, I'm seventeen years in, and you know, I used to really beat myself up, and especially at that time too. You know, um, if you didn't go to one of the schools, the CIA or Art Institute or Le Cordon Bleu, like you know. Other chefs and stuff, they'd really look down on you for mm-hmm. it. And, you know, yeah. I think the the financial weight hadn't crushed them yet or maybe that's why they were mad, you know, <laughs> type thing. Um, you know, but it, it was the cheapest, you know, place that I could find. And I was able to, you know, graduate like, you know, debt free. My parents were debt free, you know, from that. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, bing, bang, boom type thing. Mm-hmm. I bet that was exciting, though. You know, as, as a for some reason to me, I think doing pastries would be more personally rewarding because mm-hmm. you're done with this and it's beautiful and people are ooing and aahing mm-hmm. and everything. And I can imagine going to school for it and you learn how to do some new technique and you go home and you do it and you're probably just so excited. Like, right. Look what I did. Right. Yeah. You know, you're seeing things, especially like, you know, I had a poor upbringing. So like I had never seen different types of chocolates before. I'd never seen super not, I mean, not that we had like great equipment, but it was a show kitchen, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had, you know, we had all the things that we needed. Um, so, I mean, I had never seen those things before or been to nice restaurants and, you know, working in the hospitality industry opened those doors, you know, and that's why I have such a love for boutique hotels because, you know, before that, like I would have never been able to stay in one, much less go in one or, you know, eat at one of those restaurants. And, um, you know, that's how I was able to see, you know, that other side of life, that other way, of, the other side of things, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it opened up doors in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super exciting, you know, and you get to, I mean, not, not that, not that young people should be doing this, but you know, like I would, you know, at the end of the day, you have all these cakes, you get to take all your stuff home and, you know, I would go trade it with my friends or, you know, <laughs> yeah. I had friends that worked in this like little beer shop and, you know, oh, I would go yeah. like trade the bread oh, and stuff for like a six pack. And, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you know, know what? That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, you know, yeah. why not? You know, um, but yeah, like, you know, showing your friends or like, look what I, you know, I took nothing and look what I created yes you know yes look what I made with my hands and I think it, it's this full circle thing because you put so much it is personal you put so much of yourself into this work and so I put you know all depending on what I'm going through all of all of my hopes all of my good intentions all of my my sadness or grief or you know anything like confusion that I have in life I'm putting all of that I'm putting myself into this product and I'm giving it away I mean I sell it but you know yeah. and I'm giving it you know yeah. to these other people and you know and these people these people they're consuming it and then it's gone you know all the efforts everything that I've done you know it's beautiful it's oud and odd it's it I won't be forever but you know I'd like to think that the the wedding cake pictures and the first you know mm. baby's first you know birthday oh, or whatever those that. pictures live on forever you know so cool. that. that's really yeah. cool now in the digital age where everyone has camera phones like yeah it's going to be all yeah, over the yeah. picture of my work oh this was your great grandmother look at her her smash cake yeah that so what was your so what was your the very first creation that you made that you were just like wow um 
I don't know. I mean, I I remember being wowed when, you know, they taught us about all the different luster dusts in culinary school and the, the gold leaf and everything. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I, um, towards the end of school, it was like the Christmas time and like all, everyone had to do a showpiece cake, you know, at the end of the class type or for the finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I did, you know, and we could pick whatever. It just had to be kind of Christmassy or whatever, but I picked whatever. Uh, we could pick whatever we wanted. And so I did, um, I want to say it was a, it was either 99 or not 88. That's too far back. I think it was like a 1999 Playboy magazine, and it had uh, Dita Von Teese mm-hmm. on the cover. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all know who Dita yeah. Von Teese is. Yes. I, don't. I do. Yeah, she's a, she's a stunning burlesque yes. dancer. I yeah. love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, she was wearing like this black and white lacy corset thing, and so I made an entire cake that was like it was like a bust shaped cake. It was like uh, the you know the shape of corset and you know her chest or whatever. And I did like all the the piping the detail work wow. on that corset, and that's when it also like you know my teachers too like like you're onto something. Like this is keep pursuing this you know like we see you doing your other stuff or whatever you know your random kid but you know stop smoking sorry stop smoking weed in the parking lot but like <laughs> all right but like we like you're very artistic keep doing this yeah, keep cool. at it keep you know yeah you should follow this path because there's something there you wow. have it you that know is, oh that's had i bet that was thrilling it yeah. was yeah <laughs> i love it yeah and i'm sure it, it it kind of catapulted the rest of what you started doing after mm-hmm. that so cool. Right. Yeah, I love that. Wow. So I always thought being a pastry chef sounds really cool, and it's something I, I don't have a passion for, it, and so it's nothing that I was actually going to do, but I always thought, one thing bad is bakers get up so early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Is that the case? It is. I mean, I, as I've gotten a little, I mean, a little older, I, you know, I'll do it if I have to, but I mean, at this point in my game, you know, um, you have other people. I have other that. people to do that for <laughs> you me, <laughs> and I appreciate them. And you know, like I might be the face and stuff like that, but you know, my bakers are the backbone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these I call them kids, but every, they're all in their you know mid twenties. But you know, these guys are getting up at two thirty in the morning to be inside my bakery. We they start baking at four a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, sometimes it can be early hours. Um, it just depends on what you do. You know, for. Almost a decade, like I was a PM pastry person. I worked in restaurants, plating desserts, or I worked at mm-hmm. hotels where, you know, like I might be there in the morning, but, you know, I needed to be there for dinner service too. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be better. I can, mm-hmm. I can do that. So I was wondering whenever you go to culinary school, did, do you go to be a pastry chef or do you have to learn the basics of being a chef first and then you specialize later? Um, I, it's probably, you know, it, it depends on, you know, the school itself, but everyone, even in, even I, I specifically went for baking and pastry and a lot of them, they have different certificates and degrees and associates and, you know, blah, all the different stuff. Um, but I would assume that, you know, as far as the curriculum goes, that everyone has to do, you know, basic culinary technique, you know, whether you're a baker or your pastry or, uh, culinary or whatever like you have to be able to know how to cut something mm-hmm. you have to be able to identify proteins fruits vegetables all of that so i mean we definitely we had like basic you know i, I guess classes. the science part of it you have to understand the mm-hmm. science of it because mm-hmm. like we had uh ernest bradley a chef from, from charity bar mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about that you know once you understand what 
what uh, happens to fats and and, and salts and, salts and, mm-hmm. and, and you and when you put everything together and how they merge together and what happens to them as they get heated or, or f- cold or whatever once you understand that you can do anything so it's right. probably the same thing it is I you know a lot of people you know and we, we talked about this earlier it's you know I mean bacon and pastry it is very exact it is a science. But once you understand it, you know, to understand the, you know, the exactness of that science, science is also, you know, and I tell my bakers this all the time that, you know, the variables can change. It's still science, but the variables might change. Maybe it's hot in here today. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, the fruit that you were lo- using last week has had a higher water content than the fruit than this fruit today. You know, like something or, you know, when, you know, a project's not going qu- quite right or something's not setting. I'm like, hey, guys, like a variable changed. What was it? Yeah. Is it the temperature in the oven? Did you forget the eggs? Did, is it is it this? Is it that? Was you know you put the baking soda in there? Did you forget the baking powder? Like, you know all of those things. The you know how cold was your butter when you made this dough? You know, so I think understanding the variables and then being able to pivot and you know kind of guide it into the right direction is its own thing. That's so cool. You know, it, I was thinking about that when you were talking about, you know, the, these kids that you have working with you um, and the opportunity and the education they're receiving, mm-hmm. having the opportunity to work underneath you and learn. Um, I, I just to me, that is just I, I love that so much because it, you're, you're creating futures for these kids that they may not have even realized before, you know, that really was in their in their right side. now yeah i just think it's yeah. i just love that you know i didn't realize what i was learning until after i left jobs when i was younger and so i mean it's the same thing too you know um you don't realize the type of information that you're getting until you're out of that situation you know if you were talking to one of my bakers they'd be like oh like you know sometimes i'm moody i am a classic clutter bug i hate or I, I hire people to organize. I hire type A personalities to organize for me because I don't right. like to. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. I like doing artsy things. I like doing creative things. Um, and so, like, sometimes like, I can almost, like, see their thought process. Like, why is she, you know, like, why is she making me, like, you know, if, they, if there's, like, a scheduling thing, like, okay, you guys work it out between you. You know, and, like, why is she making me, you know, put this order away, like, doing the certain things? And it's because, you know, later in life they'll be like, oh, I know how to write a schedule in. figure it out oh like I know how to this isn't quite working now I know how to fix it like oh well this is how you kind of organize and break things now this is how you problem solve you know um I could do it for you I could solve the problem for you but then you wouldn't know you would just be doing what I tell you to do Mm -hmm. um you know and the, the thing is is like you know and I'm I'm a big uh you know fan of this thought process is that you know I'm not just you know teaching people how to bake you know, I'm not just teaching you how to proof things. You know, the real thing is I'm teaching you how to think. I love that. What are you going to do? I'm not here. Um, something's wrong. What are you going to do about it? Right. You know, how are you going to fix it? Is it is it time to put your efforts into fixing this product or is it time to put your efforts into remaking it and getting something else back in the oven? Right. Um, so it's that type of thing, too. And it, it, it sounds it comes off as harsh. Um, but especially like, you know, people that are like new working with me, you know, and I, I like saying that loud, people are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get side eyes for it. But I tell them, I was like, don't make decisions. Don't make, I haven't taught you how. Do not make decisions. Like if something's different, like you come get me and I'll tell you like what you should do. Right. Um, you know, because like when you, when we assume things, you know, that's when it goes way off. Mm-hmm. And, right. and the wrong assumption, you know, and I, I own my business myself. I don't have 
and you know a couple friends like you know gave me a couple thousand here and there um but i don't have any investors i you know no one should do it alone i was learning from this you know shouldn't do it by yourself um i don't have any partners it's just me type thing um but you know someone's assumption could cost me thousands of dollars if they break my equipment right or well wow. 50 dollars worth of butter down the drain because you assumed that this would be okay and it's not okay right well and also you have i mean you know that you're known for what you put out mm-hmm. you know i mean uh, you know you you are the um the pastry chef yeah, of san so antonio so it's going to reflect on yeah, you yeah right. it's going to reflect on you so you, right. it's it's all of that has to be thought of when you're right. when you're putting out your food so so what made you i mean i know that you um you know as you were talking about you know hotel emma and all these different you know places where you gained experience what made you finally decide you know what i'm opening my own the bakery. universe made me decide. I didn't want to open a bakery. I never really wanted to open a bakery. Um, I, you know, I, di- I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted a private space where I could do custom cakes and just kind of do whatever it is that I wanted. Um, but it just, uh, you know, I mean, everything just happened quickly and there was just, there was just no other choice. You know, it's been like a constant throughout my career that, you know, it's like things don't happen this way. This is not how things go. But, you know, it, it, it just happened that way for me, you know, type thing. There aren't pastry chefs who know how to line cook. There aren't mm-hmm. pastry chefs who know how to make their own pate. Or there aren't, you know, but I do, yeah. you know. And, um, uh, you know, being able to pivot and, you know, think on, you know, I've, you know, I, you know, I think most chefs at their core, like, have, like, a criminal streak through them. Like, I'll do whatever <laughs> it takes. I don't care. I don't care. I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes. I do whatever I want. And there, that's. There's a new shirt we're going to make. <laughs> 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 criminal core. We have a I criminal think, core. I think you I have think to. Anthony Bourdain <laughs> said. Anthony Bourdain said something along that line. You have to have some sort of like criminal. Like I don't. You know, I don't care about the rules. Those rules don't apply to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you have to think outside of yeah. the box. If you if you want to yeah. be great, you have to be able to think outside of the box right. and create whatever kind of creations you can. Right. And the only way you can really do that is when you have your own space right. to do it. And so you know what happened. It, you know, it's just one of those like things. Like things like that don't happen. That's not how it's supposed to go. I, you know, I was in a bind. I was using spare space at the bread box uh, to keep my business going. I had lost uh, my com- commercial kitchen space that I had. That'll be a, that's a story for another podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got all the tea. Now, having, the tea. having said that, it, 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 and I, although I wanted you to continue with your, because th- for this question, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll have to talk about how the community came together to help oh, yeah. you. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Everyone loves me. Yeah. You well, know? For better or for worse, <laughs> you know, like so, I, you know. Okay, so I'm sorry. So continue. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I was I was sharing space at the bread box. You know, they, Tina and Lucas Kent. You know, they just so wonderful gracious. people oh, and another God. wonderful bakery. They saved me. They saved me. They saved my cup. They saved me. Wow. Like I needed them, and we really didn't know each other. And they were just like, "You can come here. You are safe. You like keep your like you know no matter what like keep going, keep going. Like don't you know it was." A lot of times, if you stop business, it's so hard to pick back up. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I stopped, I'd never, I wouldn't be able to start again. It'd be over. I'd have to go, boohoo. Like, I'd have to go get a job as an executive <laughs> pastry chef somewhere awesome, you know? Uh-huh. And um, and I just, you know, I'd been there for about three weeks, and it just, it just wasn't working. There was too many, you know, I had a bunch of stuff. There wasn't enough space. Like, it just, you know, and I just remember, like, telling the universe, I was like, something has to happen. Something has to happen. Something has to change. And um, at the time, I had heard that uh, the owners of Soy Luna Bakery were retiring, and I knew them. 
And they, I remember them reaching out to me during my time of trouble, like offering me like just like general support, like, hey, we heard about what happened to you. That's it's pretty messed up, you know. Hope you're okay, which I wasn't. I was not okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, you know, but I had heard that you know that they you know they had sold everything to an auction company, and you know that was that type thing. And uh, but I was at the bread box, and I was just you know stressed out, and I went over to their neighbor. I want to say it's Chocolaza. It's chocolate. There's I. They're probably like, oh, Jen, we helped you. <laughs> There's a, but they're, it's, it's a really cool. They make their own chocolates. It's a chocolate company out there at the Artisan Alley off Bitters. And I was just randomly t- – and everyone had heard my story at, by that time. Everyone knows who I am. Like everyone, you know, um, I'm a visible person. And, um, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we heard about what happened to you. You know, it sucks for you, you know, type thing. And uh, the owner, the gentleman, he was like, I'm good friends with Lou, like, you know, the owners of Soy Luna. And I was like, yeah, I talked to them. You know, they said that they were just, you know, selling off all their stuff at auction because I was like, oh, maybe I can buy a 40-quart mixer from them. Or maybe they'll, you know, I don't know where I'm going to bake, but, you know, I'll buy equipment. I know I'm going to keep baking. I just don't know where. So if I can buy some cheap equipment Mm -hmm. and put it in a storage thing, you know, cool. Then you have it, yeah. Then I have it. I have it. You know, I learned my lesson quickly that, like, if I don't own my own equipment, that if the that lease is not solely in my name, then I'm in danger. Mm-hmm. That I am in danger. My my livelihood, my life is in danger if I don't own it. If it's not all mine, and um, I had to buy my freedom. I had to buy you know my quality of life. You know, and um, and he was like, I. He's like, let me give him a call. He's like, just stand right there. You know, have have some chocolate samples. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> right. And let me chocolate give him a call. Everything. Yeah. And you know, he called up Lou. Uh, Lou and his wife, uh, Anna, and, you know, they were like, actually, tell her to come over, like, send her over here and come talk. And, you know, it was, uh, they had already kind of promised a, a liquidation company to come in, and they were just going to, like, buy everything, and then they just auction it off or whatever. And they were like, look, they're coming in 10 days. But, you know, we heard your story. We remember you. Because they used to set up at the Pearl Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was a pastry chef at Emma. And so I would go out there and, like, trade pastries with them and, you know, bring back these aw- awesome bear claws and, like, tell my bakers, like, why can't we make this? <laughs> right. <laughs> if you want to raise, you make me something as good as this. And we'll, then we'll talk. Um, and people still ask about their bear claws. Mm. <laughs> you know? and um, Secret recipe. Right. And, you know, they told me their story. They're ready to retire. You know, their children were adults but you know didn't want to go into the baking and pastry business and they were you know I was like I don't and they're like you know we would love to just sell everything to someone and keep this going keep this bakery going and I was like look I was like you already know my story you know I don't have any money I don't have anything I don't even have my own kitchen you know like I have I have nothing they're like well what do you have and so I mean you know at a at a at a price that things that like that don't happen you know, type thing. They're like, you know what? Like, we'll sell all of this to you for pennies on the dollar if you keep going. Wow. If you keep your business going, if you keep your baking company wow. going. And I was like, I can't buy all of this equipment unless I can get approved to lease this space. And the only other lease I had was like a, a pretty shady one from before mm-hmm. type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you know, but I'm not, but they were like, you know what, these, you know, this company is going to come pick up this equipment, you know, and they're, they probably would have made about 20,000 more, you know, type thing to have a company, you know, pick it up and just, you know, sell it off piece by piece. Um, you know, and I was like, I can't rent this property unless I can buy this equipment. And I'm not buying the, all of this equipment <laughs> unless I can rent this space. Sure. And then it was like very obvious that I needed a loan. To do all that, a mm-hmm. small loan. I was mm-hmm. able mm-hmm. to get it through Lyft Fund, which again they no, saved that's me. Awesome, yeah. Yep. So I mean, within 
quickly. Again, things like that don't happen. Like everything was rushed. Everything like the property management knew what was going on. And, you know, I had multiple, uh, my realtor, like all these people were vouching for me. Like, hey, like, because I didn't have a lot of business credit established. You know, Mm -hmm. I had been doing pop-ups and, you know, bringing up everything through PayPal and Venmo. You know, so there was a lot of like, you know, gray area. And, um, you know, a lot of, you know, professionals vouch for me. Like, you know, if she can just get in, if she can get that one push, if she can just get in the doors, then it's fine. She'll be going. It's off to the races type cool. thing. Um, and so, again, things that in less than 30 days, um, I bought that equipment. Um, I got that lease signed over. Um, I got approved for that loan. Um, you know, they closed for business September 4th. I got the keys to the property October 1st. Six weeks later, I opened the week wow. before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, Crazy. things don't happen. There's no such thing as second-generation bakeries. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just everything fell into place. It was everything fell be. into place. Wow. wow. That is just Everything so fell cool. into place. So cool. Well, Susie, that is uh, probably a good place for us to stop and take a sure. commercial break. Yeah, you bet. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, Susie, everyone in San Antonio is excited about the San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club. As they should be. They should be. <laughs> you know, how else can you be such a VIP at such a low price? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that, the, well, the thing that excites me the most about this club, I remember when we were first starting it, and I remember thinking, this really is the coolest club around because these local restaurants that are involved in the Gold Club are absolutely fantastic. I mean, we have some of the best local restaurants that are um, San Antonio Restaurant Gold approved mm-hmm. and are giving back to the community, really, for people to come in and be able to, um, you know, get incentives for eating at their restaurants. And so it helps everybody. It you does. Know, it helps the restaurants because it's helping people to go out and try new things. Yeah. And then it, yeah, and then it also helps the consumer who, you know, it still wants to go out to eat, but it gives them a little break when they go. And it's just so cool. I, I love uh, the whole program. And then we have these amazing events that people can attend that mm-hmm. they probably would never be able to attend otherwise, right. where they can try new menu items and uh, just all kinds of cool stuff. And it's, you know, for dollars, it's, it's eight eighty eight a month to be a member. And Typically, you use it one time, and that is paid for, and you can use paid it for for the month. Yeah, yeah, as many times as you want at local restaurants. Yeah, there's there's and it is really some great restaurants all around San Antonio. All local restaurants, you go there, they want you to try their food. So they've they've been so generous to offer these perks for such as, you know, you buy something and you get a, a free dessert, or maybe you get the appetizer. Just come in and try this plate. Yeah, even more. I mean, gosh, I mean, I know that we have some restaurants. I'll, I'll name a few. Um, Charity Bar, Olive Chef Jason Dady's restaurants. They all have... The just Winchester. The Winchester, where you can go in. You don't even have to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Just come in and, you know, receive a complimentary item um, from, off of our menu. Just like a week or two ago, Beverly and I went to the Winchester, mm-hmm. and they have one of the perks is if you buy their fish and chips plate, you get another one free. That was almost $14 at one time. So it's a great thing. Yeah. And we we call it a VIP club because um, it really is. I mean, you would not get these perks the only way that you get these perks is through the Gold Club. That's right. um, they're, they're not, there's not something that you could find on a discount book or anything. It's only through this this Gold Club program. And I, I have to mention one more because I thought it was so fun. You know, they, they really want you to feel like a VIP. And so there's one particular restaurant, Stuffed, that you can go in. Um, typically, the owners are there, um, mm-hmm. Chan or Dimitri. Dimitri. And so when you go, you can show that you're a member of the Gold Club. And one of the owners will actually come and sit down, introduce themselves, and bring you out their favorite uh, 
menu item or, or maybe even not a menu item, just something that's something there. Something that they like yeah, to make Yeah, in the exactly. Back. So and they'll bring it to you so you can try that? it, which I think is really fun. That's yeah. right. Cool. So the way to join, if you go either to the Play Store or the Apple Store, search San Antonio Restaurant, you get the free app, and the app has lots of good things. Get to this podcast, get to our magazine, Mm -hmm. get the Steps map, which shows restaurants all over San Antonio. But from there, you can join the Gold Club. And again, $8.88 a month. Yeah, very cool. It's really a great deal. It is. All right. I'm going to go join right now. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we are back. Today we have Chef Jen Reisman, uh, Rooster Crow Bakery at 4421 Dezavala Road. That is on the Clark High School side of Dezavala in the shopping center. Such a fun place. Uh, you know, your pastry items are huge. I forget, what did I get there? Was it a scone or was it a muffin? But it was like, that was, I couldn't eat it, and I eat a lot. <laughs> it, it took two, two helpings to, 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 to get it all down because it was so big. But yeah, you have delicious foods. What is your best seller that you have at the at the bakery? Um, I would our best seller. I mean, obviously, like our kolaches. Everyone loves our jumbo sausage kolaches. And another uh, one of our other best sellers is our guava and cream cheese quesito. Mm. It's a flaky pastry. It's filled with a cream cheese filling and that guava, which is like a sweet tart flavor. Mm. Um, that we didn't expect that to be a top seller. Really, it was a an answer to you know we make so many pies. That I had all these pie dough scraps because we have to you have to trim the edges and all that and I'm not just gonna throw that away. I was like, take all you know to my staff. I was like, hey, take all these pie scraps, re-roll them again and cut out little dough circles for me and we'll play with them and do different stuff and um, so we just started you know doing those quesitos and now it's you know it's a thing like Very we good. have them every day. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've heard that your pies are, um, you're famous for your pies. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that, is, I, I'm typically, I'm guessing over the holidays and everything coming up, you can pre-order and all that good stuff. For sure. We just put out our Thanksgiving Day menu. Um, so it has a different um, different pies, list of pies, uh, desserts, cheesecakes. I've had thrust leche on there. Um, I'm playing around and doing like sides too. We're doing cornbread and yeast rolls. And oh, nice. Corn, it made sense. I was like, if I'm making all this cornbread, I might as well make cornbread stuffing. You know, yeah. people will buy that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of those types of things. But, you know, we have pies available daily, whole and by the slice. And then you can also order as well. So, But you don't have to pre-order a pie. You can just come in and you're going to have them there already? Yep, we already have them there. And, and so you can – can you custom order, like, like if you're having a party or a birthday party, what you can custom order? For sure. For okay. sure. We do oh. all types of custom cakes, cupcakes, cookies. Right now, you know, what's trending is dessert tables. And I'm seeing that <laughs> through celebrations and even weddings too where – you know, uh, people are kind of opting for a smaller cake and then a variety of small desserts. So little mini things, little cupcakes, little dessert bars, little votive cups with layers of custard and, mm. and good stuff, you know, type right. thing. Um, a lot of our products that we make, even though like our products are big, you know, really just because I want like a high price point and I like big stuff. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of our products, you know, we can make in mini Form too, mm-hmm. you know, type things. So it's just, you know, people call me up all the time for celebrations or like, hey, like I have, I'm having 10 people over for dinner tonight. You know, can I get a whole pie from you or can I get, you know, a mixed box, like whatever you think is appropriate, but like we're having dinner and like this is what we're eating and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And like no one likes chocolate or, you know, no nuts or, you know, things like that. Um, so people all the time call us and like we encourage people. Um, because we're such a small bakery, you know, we make what we make for the day to keep everything fresh. But when it's out, it's out. Um, 
And, uh, you know, so to, to guarantee, you know, specific products, a specific number of them on specific days. Come early. Come yeah. early or, you know, pre-order type thing. Pre-order it so that, you know, it's there, it's waiting for you. Um, but we do all types of orders. Or people just walk in and be like, hey, I want all of this and those three pies. Box those up too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how often do you put out just brand new, you know, are, are you constantly creating? I'm trying to. I, you know... I think everyone, every chef will come up here and say, you know, it's a staffing issue. It's a staffing issue. Um, definitely it's my goal to put more items in there and have them rotating or, like, things that I see that, you know, are selling all Seasonal the time. Or whatever. Then Yeah, then, like, hey, like, you know, we just need to have this daily. You know, I can't keep – I don't know. People just love my I – don't, I don't even get it, you know. Like, uh, people love my German chocolate cake. Oh, and it was just to the point, like, we sell it so much that, you know, it's to my staff. I was like, hey, you know, this is part of our daily thing. Just like we always have – brown butter chocolate chip cookies and we always have quesitos like we you know let's get this into our production um you know schedule like we always have german chocolate cake Mm -hmm. we always have this or we always have that but it's definitely my goal to keep adding new products uh to what you know what we're serving so being from san or now you know now living in san antonio and being a a san antonian Mm -hmm. how how is that i I know that we were talking a little bit about and you were talking before about um your move to your new bakery and um just everything that you went through um you were i mean i and and again you know i know that like you said that's a it's a story for another podcast Mm -hmm. it's a whole story but um i mean you really went through a rough time at your at the location you were at and the community really came together i mean the you know chefs and all kinds of people mm-hmm. really came together to help you um, move out of that. Um, you know, it's something that we talk about all the time that we see in San Antonio with the um, the chefs and the restaurant owners and how um, people are tend to be there for each other. Right. And I think that's something, and that was another reason coming back to San Antonio is the community is so tight-knit. You know, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I needed help. And, you know, like I put that call out there and it was hard. It was hard to admit, you know, like this awful thing was happening and it's happening in front of all of my peers yeah it's happening in real time like it's my customers know like something's wrong something's going on um but you know like I put out that call and you know they came for me you know they showed up for me you know some of the best chefs and artisans um in the city came and like and this was during the summer like it was hot you know this was in August you know so we're sweating like and I had less than 24 hours to get out of the property you know and you know, a group of chefs and artisans came uh, in the morning to to load up, and then another group came to unload me into the into the bread box. You know, wow. um, that's, that's so ridiculous. That place sits empty still today. Mm-hmm. Yet they they wanted you out in, in one day. Yeah, it that's, sits empty. It was yeah. you know, it was and, it, and it thing. seems like it's a reoccurring. Uh, yeah, issue with other area. places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a, that's a shame. I wanted. I had it on my list to ask you. What is a cruller, and why doesn't anybody make them in San Antonio? So, I mean, they're a donut. They're considered a donut. And basically, you know, it's I think they're not really made in San Antonio because, you know, San Antonians, and I say they, we, we're stuck in our ways. We like what we like. And, you know, anything kind of outside of that is just like, you know, a little bit too much. Um, classically, it's, you know, it's, it's – um, piped uh, pâté-choux paste, the same type of dough that makes eclairs or cream puffs. It's, you know, piped in a circle and it's fried. It's fried and either glazed or dipped in some sort of syrup. Um, they do kind of, I mean, I mean, they're consi- if you go into like a Shipley's, which I love, I love Shipley's donuts. They're my favorite. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you go into other donut shops, you'll see them and it's not, 
They are, but they aren't. That's what I right? figured. It's not because, the same. So the reason I'm asking you this, this was asked on, on the San Antonio restaurant page probably eight years ago. Somebody mm-hmm. asked that, where can I get one? And the only answer is Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. but that's not really a crawler, I don't, I don't no. believe. No. And, and then somebody asked it again just, in fact, it was my sister, asked it again on the page maybe a month ago, and it's the same answer. And I thought, why is no one making a crawler? Maybe you should because a lot of people are looking for them for some reason. Right, right. <laughs> people are looking. It's also one of those things, too. They're not, you know, I mean, really, other than, you know, the difference in, like, what they're dipped in and the shape, they're not very, very different from a classic churro, which is oh. fried patachou paste oh, as well. Oh, wow. Um, the issue with crawlers is, you know, they really, they're, they're like French fries. You know, after a couple hours, like, they're soft and soggy. They never come back. You know, oh. so they have they have extremely short shelf life, you know, like, you know, really the best way is to, you know, once they're out of that fryer, you know, you get a glaze on them or you sugar and you sell it, you know, like after a couple hours, it's not going to keep that that great, you know, like a fresh one is like crunchy on the outside and the dough's really wet, has like a moist, almost like custardy, mm-hmm. moist, that's my favorite word, yeah. <laughs> moist, <laughs> it's, it's it has like a custardy, yeah. yeah, has a custardy feeling, okay. so I mean, after a couple hours, you know, they, they like, they like die, I you know, they you just kind of get softened. Yeah, what's the difference between that and a cronut? A cronut. That's diff- they're totally different, Totally right? different, totally different. So basically— They just begin with C. Just a C. You know, they're just <laughs> delicious. It's just another fried dough. Um, a cronut is a is fried croissant dough. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's, you know, the laminated dough. And so, you know, you have mm. this, like, fried thing, you know, right? And it has, like, all the layers in it. And um, those are also super good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad I can check that know. box because <laughs> I was trying to figure out why does anybody make one. That makes sense. They're if they're hard. not going to last. When I was long. at Hotel Emma, like part of their uh, banquets packages or whatever, their wedding pack- packages mm-hmm. would be a um, a donut bar, a donut display, which I loved. I would make all these different. I mean, my, my assistants didn't like it because, you know, they're the ones having to like glaze, you know, 100 donuts or whatever. Um, but I loved making all the different ones. And, and the biggest thing with that was is like those always had to be made at the very last minute. Yeah, they got to be served warm. Right, they have to be Remember served warm. Remember the one warm. we had at Box Street Social? Oh yeah, oh, that was good. God, that was yeah, good. that was yummy. Oh, that really was so good. good. So when you so when you were working in some of these um like when you first started and you were working in some of these kitchens, mm-hmm. um so did you um work directly with the chefs? I mean, did you attach yourself to the chefs to gain experience or yes. how yeah. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, that. Go ahead. Yes. No, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, like I, I, you know, I worked for a couple. I really, I haven't worked for a lot of pastry chefs. I worked for like two main ones. Um, um, before, you know, just kind of, I've always, I'm a dominant person. You know, like I have to, you know, I'm in charge now. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Um, but um, as far as like working in kitchens and stuff like that, you know, and a lot of times, especially in my earlier 20, all through my 20s, um, you know, I was working in, in restaurants as a pastry plater. I used to plate beautiful, beautiful desserts, and I would, um, outside of, you know, whatever pastry chef I was working for, I would always, like, attach myself to a sous chef or some sort of, it was usually another leader in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, honestly, it was a twofold thing. It was to gain experience because I loved learning, and I figured out very quickly that the more skills I had, the more money I would make and mm-hmm. the more secure my position would be. Yeah. You know? I wondered because I, I I know you were talking about how, you know, you're a pastry chef, but you know how to, you know, for example, make a pate. You mm-hmm. know how to. So I, I was curious. I was good. I was yeah. I was naturally good. I was naturally good at line cooking. 
um, uh, Jaime Gonzalez. He's the, I believe he's the GM now for Cherokee, and he used to be the executive chef at Hotel Emma, and he was part of that opening group with us too. He started as a sous chef. Um, but, you know, me and him, like, we worked next to each other in 09. Mm-hmm. And I was the pastry plater, and he was garmanger. He was making salads. And, you know, any time that that station, if they're in the weeds, if they're busy, like, I'd have, you, know, you have to jump and help them out, you know, help your partner out type thing. Um, but I would always, you know, attach myself to a chef to learn things. I would come in early, like, hey, like, I was super, I mean, I've always been annoying, but in my 20s, I was, you know, <laughs> awful. Oh, I was awful. <laughs> well, I was so awful. I was like, hey, what are you doing? What is that? Can I stir that? Right, right. Can I can I help you with that? Like, what are you doing? And I so I did it. that to learn because I wanted to learn. I've always wanted to learn and grow more and more and more. But I also did it for my own general safety, right? Like, if I'm if I'm some chef's little pet, you know, little if I'm mm-hmm. you know the little favorite, I'm the one who'll wrap all the cheeses for the cheese card at the end of the night. If I'm, you know, if I'm someone's favorite, if I'm someone's little homie that'll do anything for them, go get them a pack of cigarettes or go get them, you know, whatever. Then that means. Job security. Job security, but also means that the other line cooks are going to stay off me. They're not going to harass me. I'm not going to get cornered mm-hmm. in some dry storage area. I'm not going to be touched, or there's going to be consequences to that. Um, so it was for my own general That's safety, smart. too. So I wouldn't be, you know, verbally abused or have, you know, things thrown at me or mean yeah. things done to me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. kitchens can be, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, 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 you know, you hear so, of course, you know, we, you watch shows, but you hear so many stories about, yeah. you know, the, it, they can be pretty yeah. Brutal during the time when everything's going on. Right. And, you know, chefs are known for being territorial. So, I mean, it, you know, and then the patriarchy and this is in, you know, uh, you know, still like the early 2000s. So, I mean, you know, not it was still pirate ship. It was still, yeah. you know, there's still very few women in the kitchen at that time. And, you know, chefs don't play like you don't touch my knife and you also don't touch my pastry cook. Right. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> that is mine that, you know, like I better not hear any type of any type of weirdness or anything like that. And also, this is how you fix a broken aioli, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, and so that's that's kind of um, you know, because like you were saying on your menu, you have savory mm-hmm. items on there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the Carnegie Sada. Um, what was it? Um, Kalachi. Kalachi. Yes. Kalachi, yes. Yeah. And and those kinds of things. So, I, I'm sure all of those experiences have played into um, the menu you have right. um, now available. Right. Yeah. You know, as I needed to be necessary. You know, that was my security. I needed to be necessary. I needed, I'm the, if I'm the only one that can plate the desserts and be able to uh, saute if needed, then that makes me necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm the only one that the chef trusts to, you know, take his car to go down the street and get him his Red Bull and like bring it back and stuff like that, then I'm necessary. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, That's smart. So, cool. so, what do you see for your future? You want to have, do you want multiple? Rooster Crow. I also want to ask you the name of Rooster Crow. We're going to get to that. Okay. Okay, So, so which one do you want to answer first? I, you know, as far (laughs) as multiple, I, you know, I acknowledge now that, um, you know, for the for my own security and survival, I do need to expand. Um, I'm in a great part of town, but I'm also in a part of town where I'm less known. Um, I'm more known and recognized in the downtown central San Antonio area. But I mean, I wasn't, this was my only opportunity to have a bakery, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, you know, I'm in a kind of more unknown part of San Antonio, uh, the Rim La Cantera area. And um, so, I mean, I definitely, you know, want to be closer to my clientele base. Um, so yes, like anyone listening, um, I, you know, I want to expand, I want to have more bakeries or branch offs of the bakeries. 
Um, you know, like I, I wish I could, you know, partner up with a coffee shop or like a cocktail lounge. You know, I've seen those concepts work, you know, like where you go in and maybe they might have cheese or small bites. But, you know, a place where you can get some an awesome cocktail and some wine and then a cool dessert. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would go to that. Yeah. Most people, too. you know, mm-hmm. you go there after your fancy dinner. Then you go to the cocktail bar and get dessert, you know, type thing. Perfect. So anyone yes. who's listening to that, uh, all I, you bar owners. I love that concept. Yeah. I, Houston Carpenter. Call Houston Carpenter. Yeah. Aaron Pena. <laughs> call right, right, me. Yeah. I know you have me saved in your phone. Right. Um, but I'd love another bakery. And, you know, I mean, to movement is survival. You have to move. You have to go. Even if you don't know, I was telling this to one of my to one of my main bakers, my favorite one, you know, and she, you know, was. She didn't feel like, you know, she just wasn't like super confident in what she was doing. And she's like, I just, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have, you know, I haven't been like given the guidance. I don't know what to do. And I told her, I was like, look, I was like, you must move quickly and boldly towards your goals. Even if you don't know where you're going, even if you don't know which direction it is, you have, you have to move forward, you know, just, just stomp forward, you know? Um, So, I mean, as far as those goals, I know that I have to expand. I know that I have to. Um, you know, I want to take better care of my employees and, uh, you know, have better equipment. So like, I need more money to do that. Yeah. And more money means more business and more opportunities and expansion and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you'd be willing to partner at oh, that yeah. point too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, like I wish, like, I kind of see my, like, you know, I would love to have like my own, I mean, even, even La Quinta's have a Starbucks inside of their hotel. You know, I would love to have cute little, you know, pastry branch offs where, you know, I mean, I'm one person and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit business savvy, but you know, someone, I'm sure there's better suited people to do that, but you know, to a really cool place or concept. And then inside of that concept is this pastry case full of neat stuff, right? You know, is a branded case full of, you know, my product or whatever, Mm -hmm. whether that's in a funky coffee shop or another restaurant mixed space use or inside of a hotel or something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. There are so many things that I still wanted to ask you. We ran well, out of name. time. The what? name. The name. Okay, let's I, come I, back. I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say, no, 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 no. no I, 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 went, I wanted to know that answer, yeah. It just sounded cool. Okay. It I just, love it. Okay. <laughs> it just sounded cool. I couldn't yeah. think of a name. I For years and years, I was able to go off just my own name. You know, it wasn't, it was never where I worked. It was, it was me working there. Though that's Jen Reisman from Hotel Emma, or that's Jen Reisman from the Fairmont Hotel, or that's, that's Jen Reisman. That's it, Jen Reisman. Um, and I was like, man, like I need to, I need to be real. I need to, you know, solidify myself, you know. And I was thinking of something or bird or two crow or I, you know, you have to like look through, you know, to see if the names already Available. been taken. Right, yeah. And I couldn't think of anything. And I saw other rooster stuff or whatever, but I wanted to do the crow thing. I wanted to do the the goth punk rock thing. And, yeah. But I couldn't think of anything. And I don't know, like rooster crow stuck out to me. And I originally, you know, I was like rooster crow. The name was free. I was like, okay, yoink, that's mine now. That's it. Um, and then I wanted the whole concept to be um, like a crow themed, you know, because that's cool. That's kind of, you know, that's punk rock, you know. Sure. It's not what it seems. Um, but then people started giving me rooster statues. Oh. People still give me, my customers still bring me rooster <laughs> statues. And I was like, well, but that's very Americana. It's very kitschy. It's off brand. And so I took, I saw well, something. It's also off the ten- baker waking up early mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, that's what right, I was right. It actually fits perfectly it does, yeah. with, you know, yeah. <laughs> but those are the people that come in thinking that they can just get some coffee cake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, this is not quite right. Um, and so, you know, I saw something on Pinterest or whatever. And so I took all these statues and started uh, spray painting them matte black. And so there's all these black, you know, rooster statues. And mm-hmm. underneath them, they're like, you know, country colors yeah. or more realistic. 
Um, but that's kind of it. Just you know, it just took off from there. It just it made its own so way, cool. its own life. Yeah. But that's so how Rooster cool. Crowed. Very little thought and just being. I was desperate. I was desperate. I had to make a move. I you had to make it name. happen. Yeah. I found that name. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you can, So for for those people who are out there listening, mm-hmm. um, I know you have a great Instagram um, account. So if you go on there, you'll see some really good reels. You get some really good ideas of the right. kind of product that you have. Right. Um, and do you have a website also? I do. It's roostercrowbaking.com. Um, Instagram is more up to date with our shenanigans because we're posting all mm-hmm. the time and you can see different products and, yeah. you know, both avenues have different ways to contact us. You okay, know, perfect. Phone number, email, website, all of the things. Uh, a lot of a lot of people like to do Instagram messaging. That's fine, too. Okay, good. Um, and then you can see, you know, on, on our Instagram, I need to get on the website. I'm just lazy and not tech savvy. Um, but on Instagram, we just posted our Thanksgiving menu. So to get those pre-orders in. Uh, and then you can see, you know, what we're offering and, you know, different stuff, little inspirations and fun songs. Yeah, and things. perfect. Very fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So everyone, I'm sure now you're hungry, uh, yes, as we are. I, 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 and I, so you need yes. to go to Rooster Crow Bakery at 4421 Days of Valla Road, 4421 Days of Valla. It's on the side closer to Clark High School. And Rooster Crow, we were just talking about this. They are going to be part of our gold program. They're a gold-approved restaurant. So yep. congratulations. Glad to, glad to have you. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, Jen, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so thank much you. for having me. It, it, it's so, I, I, you know, I just absolutely love um, being able to, first of all, get personally get to know um, so many amazing people, but then also, you know, to, to kind of spread your story around, even though I know, you know, you, you, your story's out there, but, right. you know, for our listeners to be able to get to know you and get to, and to you know, you guys need to go out and visit. and Right. You know, absolutely. Get, what are your hours? Um, so we're closed on Mondays, mm-hmm. and then Sunday through Wednesday, we're open from 7 a.m. to 3 and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're open till 5. Okay. Wow. Perfect. All right. Great. So Jen Reisman, Rooster Crow Bakery. And uh, thanks again. Susie, who we have next week? I don't know. We'll f- figure that out. We will. We will. Somebody great. <laughs> Somebody great for Always. sure. Always. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes. I'm Alan Williams and my partner. Susie Lafredo. And we'll be back. So we'll see you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.